making a living in the world of entertainment is difficult. Uh, so I was climbing the ropes and dropping and sliding down the ropes and sword fighting and jumping off trampolines. And... Everyone gets there in a unique way and I want to hear their stories. How did they get started? How did they keep it up? Fascinating to me to look back on a video going, oh my! You know, I've progressed. <laughs> I'm not dropping it now. My name is Rich Baker, and I get to talk to those who've turned their art into their livelihood. Performed all around the world, performed at the Sydney Opera House, which broke all box office records there. These people are living the dream. Working with me in Masses of Magic, she was Brett Daniels' uh, sexy assistant. Special thanks to Phil Ranton, the Comedy Podcast Network. It is called Shape Juggling or Shape Manipulation. Logo by Tom Burns. Because it's got the comedy, the magic... Um, and the acrobatics all in one. Original music by Diana Lawrence. One company just came back to us and goes, great, we'll book you for a year now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Send me an email, livingthedreampodcast at gmail.com. Playing with fire, every boy's dream. Facebook page is facebook.com slash livingthedreampodcast. It's going to be a lot easier because when it's rocking, this show is... Uh, definitely challenging my guest for the day has his own show it's an exciting Cirque du Soleil style show wrapped up in two performers it's called Man from Mars here he is Mr. Dizzy Partridge okay this is Living the Dream my name is Rich I have Dizzy Partridge with me here also known as the Man from Mars uh, thanks for coming on the show thank you uh, you are so you're a lot of things you're a mime uh, a gymnast maybe is the right term a dancer a magician you've got like a lot of titles going for you are those accurate uh not quite not quite okay. uh, i i fall under the i i really hate the clown title uh people can call me a clown but i don't wear the typical white face or the red nose or the big shoes uh, right i actually fall under more of a the physical comedian the rowan atkinson style uh actor so it's more physical comedy uh, I'm an acrobat, uh, a break dancer, so that's partially the acrobatics. Yeah. Um, and a magician, so I do the ma the magic, the circus acrobatics, and what else did I say? The comedy, the physical comedy. Wow, uh, that's amazing. Um, so what came first? Like when you take me back to young Dizzy. What what was your first love? How did you get into this? Um, I remember back in school, the first love, probably while playing a goalkeeper for soccer or football. Yeah. Um, while the ball was down the other end of the field, I would be doing cartwheels and backflips and naturally being able to do all the flick flex, uh, never being taught properly. And then when the ball would come back down the other end, I'd go back into playing soccer again. So... I got kicked out of my um, school soccer team um, because I was never concentrating. I'd always want to be goalie just so I could uh, mess about on the grass field. <laughs> All right. Um, then I did my GCSE drama and I got uh, a clear A star for that. So I passed my uh, acting skills in school so, and I then went for A-level theatre studies uh, and I got a B in my A-levels for theatre studies. Um and during that time, I got to the age of 18 and I uh, there, I did martial arts and uh, I got to British champion uh, or I should I sh I'd lie with that. It was a it was a national championships, but Taekwondo is not such a big uh, Olympic sport like judo or uh, any of the big name things that are in the Olympics. So uh -huh. uh, I I got to represent my my what, what would you call it? Uh, I got to 
Like yeah. your region or My your region, city. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I got the title of British champion when I was 18 for that. Wow. Yeah. So you're from, where are you from originally? I'm from Coventry in England. Coventry, okay. Yeah. Uh, so growing up there, like at what point did you decide, all right, I'm going to be an entertainer for a living? Uh, from being the class clown at school. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Um, I, whenever I wanted to learn something, I never learned anything really professionally. I didn't go to gymnastics or, uh, I didn't go to any dance classes. Uh, acting, okay, I did do my acting professionally. Um, but if someone said that I couldn't do something, I would normally be able to prove them wrong and be able to do it do you know I, I if i wanted to do something i would stick at it until i got that um and i i years ago i could have gone on in a totally different direction as a uh i was a children's outreach worker working uh for young children from the age of zero from being born all the way to the age of 11 i was setting up activities for um that age group uh, for three years and I also did the summer camps Camp America um, teaching them all the canoeing uh, rock climbing uh, and I also taught them how to break dance then um, <laughs> I bet that was fun brilliant and that was in a Long Island in a, an Episcopal Church uh, camp called uh, Camp De Wolf really good fun uh, first time coming to America that was um, and then after that entertainment uh I was just getting asked to perform, asked to teach, asked to... And I, I kind of fell into it from there. Yeah. So I had the choice to either start working for youth offenders or prisons and things like that as a children's outreach worker or a counsellor. Or I could have gone the other way as doing breakdancing uh, shows for radio, road shows and um, TV shows and things like that. And I kind of went that way. Wow. So what, at what age were you when you kind of decided to break off into that direction? Um, I think 20, 20, I landed a, uh, an audition. I started going to London city. I'm from Coventry and London's a two hour journey. And I went to, uh, London for an audition. I landed the job for, it's, it's called a red coat in Butlin's family entertainment resort in England. It's, uh, basically if you wear this red coat, it's all the famous people that you see on TV have worked in this, uh, entertainment resort, um, it's like working on a ship uh, where you have um, the youth staff. Do you know, they do a bit of everything. They do a bit of bingo. They do a little bit of singing. They do a little bit of hosting and karaoke. And so it teaches you a bit of everything. And I landed that job. And um, from there, it just rolled in. I started getting gigs everywhere. And from my martial arts experience, I uh, landed a stunt show. So I got to play Captain Sir Francis Drake. In, in Pirates Adventure, which is in Spain, Mallorca. Wow. Uh, so I was climbing the ropes and dropping and sliding down the ropes and sword fighting and jumping off trampolines and playing with fire, every boy's dream. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Um, okay, so uh, your show right now, the, the, the reason I know that you're an entertainer is you do a show that you created called Man from Mars, which is a two-man show. It's you and your fiancé? Fiancé, yes. Very good. Um, and so between, like, breaking away from, like, children's outreach to now, how did... What was what was kind of the journey? Like, how did you get into this whole thing? Oh. Um, 
I, I, well, from let's go from um, from the pirate stunt show. I then landed a job in Cirque, uh, similar to Cirque du Soleil, but it's another company just similar to that, just not as big. That's kind of the the daddy of Cirque shows, Cirque du Soleil. Uh-huh. Um, I landed that and I worked there for seven years and I performed all around the world, performing at the Sydney Opera House, which b- broke all box office records there. Wow. Um, and before, were you like an acrobat in these shows? I, I actually went for the audition and land, uh, I went to be an acrobat. I wanted to do the, the new rope act that I do, the climbing the, the Spanish web, as they call it, and doing the big drops. So I went for that job. And by the end of the audition, they turn around and goes, great, you've passed. You're now going to be the clown of the show. <laughs> um, so I... Uh, Landed this, and I did that for seven years, which I hate the the name clown. So I, um, I, I, I'm now a physical comedian. I, I, I'm honest. Your your show is kind of really the only Cirque show I've seen. So when you say physical comedian in a Cirque show, is it, uh, what is that? Um, physical comedy. It doesn't have. You don't have to be uh, a clown. For example, the big Cirque shows that you see, you'll always see the red nose, the white face and the big shoes. And this is the typical slapstick clown uh, that you'll see that throws pies in the face, slips on oil, um, <laughs> all, all of the t- typical clown and things. The, the physical comedian, the difference is... Uh, what is the difference? This is a good question. Um, the difference is I, I don't do the slapstick typical... Uh, pie in your face kind of routines i'm more uh i will tell a story through through my body using physical uh body help me out here you've seen the show yeah like well it's it's like mime in a way yeah uh but you said you don't really like that term uh so it's it's basically telling a story without words essentially yeah um and i i just feel that the because I'm not using words, it works for everybody, whether you're um, French, German, whether you're deaf, do you know, it doesn't, Absolutely. It doesn't matter, do you know, anybody can enjoy and understand what I'm trying to get across, trying to portray. Um, and a lot of circ shows that you see or a lot of circuses that you see, you're going to see that every, every circus has got someone that flies, every circus has got someone that's going to do flick flacks, acrobatics, maybe a bit of magic in there where and then you get the typical slapstick clown where my show the man from mars uh what i'm finding from the audience members is it's so unique because it's got the comedy the magic um and the acrobatics all in one and there's a storyline from the beginning to the end and they they get captured in that story yeah um of a man landing on earth and trying to fall in love and chasing his love (laughs) and uh, in the end succeeding uh but all the way along the path it's just non-stop fast-paced comedy acrobatics and oh yeah definitely and magic tricks that are just mind-blowing when did magic come into like i feel like so you're bright you've been you've breakdanced you've taekwondoed these yeah. that, those are not proper verbs but um you've done all these things at what point did you go hey i'm gonna learn some magic while i'm doing all this um i was part of the cirque uh it's called le grand cirque and that was uh based in South Carolina and I went to that I I worked for them for seven years and then at the end of that I went away and I worked on the cruise ships and then they called me back up and goes hey do you want to uh I, I've always been interested in magic and I've, I do some funny magic tricks um close-up magic tricks and the producer of that circus show goes hey do you want to come back and work at the uh 
the palace again ginormous theater it's, it's so big um uh, and we've got a famous magician brett daniels um and he's a big vegas magician that's got the grand illusions that you know he yeah. will, he will make a, a jet fighter plane <laughs> appear in front of your eyes and an elephant appear on stage and things and um do you want to come and work for the show we're we we're going to call it masters of magic and we want a, com uh, a comedy magician and we think you're perfect for it you're going to make ducks appear uh, he's going to make uh, an elephant appear and then you're going to make a duck appear hopefully and i was <laughs> okay. i was like how am i going to do that don't worry brett daniels he's absolutely amazing he um he taught me this uh magic trick which on cruise ships that i'm working if i ever go back on land i'm going to make a duck appear in my show <laughs> yeah it's gotta be hard to bring a duck around on a cruise ship it's like you just yeah. stay here and hear what i tell you exactly to. living in the shower or the bathtub um so i i got to perform uh in masters of magic as a comedy magician and uh i did 20 minutes of uh illusions and uh i, I we stay away from close-up magic because if you're performing in front of a a crowd of three thousand people. Yeah, they can't see. You know, two two and a half thousand people can't see anything. So, all the illusions are really big. And um, coming back to the show, the man from Mars, it was perfect to, because all the circus acrobatics that we do, within fifteen minutes, you're tired and your body, you know, you you go into that shaky. Oh my, I, you know, I'm so tired as if I've just run on a treadmill for two hours. Sure. Kind yeah. of feeling. So the magic was a relief. It was uh, the, the perfect relief to the body to, to relax before we go back into another high adrenaline act again. Yeah. So the comedy, the magic, has definitely uh, helped us along the way to be able to get our breath back before we do another crazy acrobatic number. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've got so many skills put into the one show, which, like, I've seen shows that have several skills showcased, but not with just two people. I mean, you you just go out and you're like, well, I'm going to do some, uh, I'm going to do some physical comedy, then I'm going to jump in a big balloon, then I'm going to do this, I'm going to do some magic, and then you're like, oh, he's a magician too? And it's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> what do you not do? I was like, I just, I'm expecting, like, and then, uh, so, the stuff about, and, and I, I wish I could, like, being an audio podcast, I'm going to describe this poorly, but it's like you spin 3D shapes, I think is the best way that I can put it, maybe you have a better way to put it, around in an extraordinarily impressive and fast way. Where did, is that something that came from circ training? Um, I, I came to the audition to uh, climb a rope and do a rope act, which would last three minutes. Um, went through the audition process, they loved it, but they somehow seen I was uh, great at comedy. And they goes, right, you're not uh, hired for that. You're hired to be a clown. <laughs> um, and then I, I, I took the job. I worked there for seven years. But during that seven years, I was working with so many elite European world-class performers that um, I wanted to be at their level. And I, I guess I... I didn't have anything up to their standard where they were doing uh, amazing, amazing circus acts, uh, circus tricks that I wanted to find an act that I could do. And I started looking on YouTube and uh, I bought from Cirque du Soleil a, uh, a DVD called Solstrom. And it has a number of um, every act that they've ever had in working for Cirque du Soleil. They have like the acts there. And I, 
I, I was looking for an act that I could do and I found one where a guy was manipulating uh, giant frames of metal frames and spinning them so fast that it would change shape uh, using the light and it is called shape juggling or shape manipulation and I picked that and I made I had these made and I worked on it for two years and it took me two years and just determination I'm going to find an act and I'm going to get good at this and while you're at uh, at the show if you're doing two or three shows in one day in between the shows you know i'll just stay on stage while the stage is empty and practices really still yeah. yeah wow so it took me two years to get it before i wasn't dropping it and then i showed it to the producer of the show and he goes great let's try and find you some music for this for this act yeah. um and i went from looking at the youtube videos after a year of practicing it was just fun practicing then when i looked back on the video that i had was learning from I was actually doing tricks that wasn't on the video so I I started while playing I was actually making tricks that I didn't realize like spinning it around my neck or spinning it on my head and things like that um wow so it was like fascinating to me to look back on a video going oh my do you know I've progressed <laughs> I'm not dropping it now um so that's where that came from and then with the other performers on the stage I would always if they would let me, I'd play with their equipment and practice and practice. And over seven years, it was just every every single day before the show for an hour. And while we have two or three shows in one week or in one day, we'll I'll just practice for an hour or two. And I'll just get good enough where I'd go, right, I have this now. Now I can turn this into a four or five minute act. Wow. So um, I have a number of acts. I have a um, number of acts that didn't make the Man From Mars show purely because the props were too heavy or um, I need somebody else. I was working with a partner. I do a statue act with a male as well where we do hand-to-hand. -hand. Uh, he balances on my head and things uh, wow. where I play the bass in that and uh, he does all the balancing. Uh, I just make him look good. I stand there. <laughs> um, yeah, and I do a giant wheel act called the German wheel where I do acrobatics. Uh, it's wheel acrobatics, so the wheel goes backwards and forwards on the stage while I'm doing somersaults in and out of the wheel, um, which didn't make the show, because being on a ship, you're going to spend more time off stage than on stage if it's rocking. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, if uh, listeners can hear the little rumbling noise, that's because we're starting to pull in the duck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which uh, Gorgeous is... San Juan. Yeah, San Juan, uh, Puerto Rico. Uh, so, okay, I, I think with anyone, when you choose a career, whatever it is, um, it's it obviously shapes your entire life and shapes, uh, you know, little things like uh who you're gonna be with and obviously you and your fiance do this show together so i'm assuming you met on a show or or something like that How, how'd that come about um we met on the cruise line business i i uh we were working in a production cast where we do singing dancing and acrobatics uh, and an acrobatic show and uh, we met and we fell in love and um then it came to the time where we had to leave the leave the ship and be split apart and we decided right instead of being split apart if another company says they only want her or they want me let's make a show we have enough material let's make a show together so we made the show itself but we didn't we couldn't figure out what the music was or what the name of the show was going to be and that's what took another year to figure out what the music was going to be what the name of the show was going to be the concept um and then we worked on land together and she was uh, working with me in Masses of Magic. She was Brett Daniels' uh, 
sexy assistant. Uh, there you go. You know, she was being levitated in the air and <laughs> appearing and disappearing. Um, and during that time in the magic show, we had time to try and find the music and find uh, the in-betweens of each act, how it was going to come about and f- make the story. And um, that's how we met. That's how we stayed together. And then when we put the show together onto a DVD, we sent it out. We, and within two weeks, uh, a company straight away just goes, we were expecting one week of work or one show do you know that's good if we can get our own show going yeah and one company just came back to us and goes great we'll book you for a year now <laughs> okay <laughs> deal so we've done that and now it comes to the time that we've done the year and this is us leaving this friday yeah um and now we're going to go on land and we're going to now hit the casino market all over america okay so we're going to try it as a 75 minute show instead of a 50 minute show wow which is going to be a little bit more challenging yeah uh, uh i bet um so wait so essentially the reason man from mars the show exists is because you didn't want to split up with your woman exactly ah that is i, I love that because it's like it's like a life decision but it like my assumption is is that it had had it not been for that you might have just been continuing to like work on other people's shows and auditioning. Like, do you think you would have maybe come up with your own show idea had it not been for that? I'm I'm the dreamer out of the two of us. I'm constantly thinking of ideas. Or if I'm in a show, if I'm in a production, I'm always going, "Oh, I want to change this. This is so bad. Why are we not doing this?" But it's never my place, and I can never be creative because it's not my material. Or I don't own it. Um, so for me to be able to own and to have directed and produced The Man From Mars, everything is my own. And if I, I feel like the chemistry, the mix, the storyline is just so perfect that if anyone says anything to me, I will always think, and it's always changing, that's the thing. If someone says something and it ticks a box in my head where I think, oh, that's, that will work, it's going to happen. You know, I'm gonna, yeah, because you, you own the show. Yeah. So you can do whatever you want. Um, so it, I feel great to have produced something. And now I made DVDs from being a kid, from breakdancing. I made DVDs and every year I'd make what you call a showreel where you just, uh, I, it would be just a four minute DVD of acrobatics and everything that I do. Um, and I was always thinking when I'm old, do you know this typical story of when I was a kid, do you know, you, you hear, but when I'm old, I want to show my kids this is what I could do when I was a kid. And now I've actually produced a show where I can go, I produce this. Absolutely. Yeah. So is the goal, I mean, like, with, with most physical uh, forms of entertainment, dancers, whatever, you can't do it forever. Um, is the goal with you to, like, produce this show and then cast other people in it eventually? I don't think that this show will ever be able to be... It can be, but I don't think it will be duplicated the same with just two performers. But I feel like it can be duplicated with four performers um, because the the hardest thing is to find the man from Mars, someone that's going to, the audience is going to fall in love with that they can connect to and he's funny and he's not, uh, they turn around and go, oh, he's just a, he's up his own, you know. You, you, yeah. You need to find somewhere where they connect with his character. Um, it, and then if you can find that person, that that person's also got to be able to do acrobatics, um, magic, 
um, pair work, working with Jana, flying uh, on silks and uh, statue work, being able to balance with another person. So I don't think it's going to be able to be duplicated with two people, but with four people, the man from Mars can still happen. And I'm going to change it to a new name as well when I do want to duplicate it. But because I haven't copyrighted or trademarked that yet, that needs to <laughs> stay quiet. But this is a, I, I will duplicate the show and I will produce another show that's actually uh, on a bigger version to a two-hour show if you go on land and it'll be running seven days a week or something. That's my ultimate goal next. Wow. Um, do you... Like, okay, let's say that uh, X number of years go by and you've decided, well, I'm kind of done performing. I'm going to duplicate the show. Do you think that you will continue to, like... Let's say you produce whatever the new name of, of the new man from the four-person man from our show. Excuse me. Are you going to... Uh, then, like, do maybe something a little less physically strenuous to try to perform and, and keep in that vein? Do you think you want to keep performing your whole life as well? Um, there is a love for being on stage, definitely. So I will want to perform as long as possible. Um, the physical comedy is probably my strongest element. Um, so I will keep on going with the physical comedy for as long as possible, hopefully. Um but at the same time, I'm always going to have other paths of I'm going to build the show bigger and bigger. And um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't know where it's going to go, but Could I'm a be, dreamer. Right? <laughs> uh, do you you said that you like you're going to go hit the casino market in the United States? Um, is is the U.S. kind of where you want to set up camp for a good while? Do you want to go back to Britain at some point or? Um, I, I, I don't mind where we go. Honestly, um, the thing is, is, we have an agent that's uh, booking us gigs everywhere, and he's just said, as soon as you're available, that's when I'm going to start booking you. So nice. we, we're going to have a month's vacation after working for a year, um, and then he's going to set us up. I'm just hoping that it's not going to be, right, you're up north this <laughs> today, then tomorrow you're down south, and then you're up north the next day. Yeah. You know, I'm hoping that it's a nice schedule, that it's a nice circuit. Um but it's going to be a different experience. We're going to be able to jump in a cab and go to the movies instead of being stuck out at sea. And yeah, it's uh, I, it's going to be a lot easier because when it's rocking, this show is uh, definitely challenging. It's challenging without being rocking. Oh yeah, I mean it's 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 ridiculous yeah. the amount of uh, stuff you guys put yourself through, and I'm just like watching like, well, that's yeah. I'm just a comedian. <laughs> uh, the, as far as like ship life, I, this is probably obvious, but uh, you said you did ships before uh, you met Jana and she did ships before. Like, were ships, uh, like, how much more enjoyable is it to be on a ship with the person you're in love with as opposed to just being on a ship? Oh, wow. Um, it makes a big difference to be with someone now. It's amazing that we share a cabin and we've been here for a year and. Honestly, we've probably argued five times in a year uh, wow. being in such a small space. Um, and then on land, when, when we get back on land, I, I can guarantee she's going to love her space. I'm not going to be able to find her in the three-bedroom house. You know? <laughs> she's going to disappear as much as she can. Um, but, yeah, being on a ship, especially while you're young, it's, uh, it's fantastic when you're young and you're single. Um, but now that I have... You know, I yeah. Everybody has their fun when they're eighteen, um, 
but now I've settled down. We've been together for three and a half years. The longest relationship that I've had. Um, I'm looking forward to marrying the girl, and um, we have a career. We we're both together, and this is the best thing that I've ever done. It's easy living together on a ship compared to thinking it. You need your space. It's yeah. It's great. Uh, and she's she. Where's she from? She's originally from Moscow, Russia. She's from Moscow. You're from Britain. And what I love about what we do, and what I say we, I mean, you know, the general world of, like, arts entertainment, is that what are the odds that if you had stayed as a children's outreach person that you would have met someone from Russia? You know, probably slim, my, as my assumption. Uh, but because you chose this, your entire life, like, changed. Totally. Totally. Uh, I... You've, you've said it right there. You, do you know, I lived in Coventry uh, in England and uh, easily I could have chose a children's outreach worker and stayed there or I was going to go for a job as a uh, National Guard uh, working at the nuclear power stations, uh, do you know, guarding that. Um, I could have easily stayed in England and choosing to travel the world. Now I'm with a, a gorgeous Russian lady that speaks better english than me <laughs> <laughs> and you've seen different parts of of like you've seen the caribbean and you've mm -hmm. seen canada and like a bunch of things that uh on someone else's dime which is always nice exactly yeah it, it's brilliant where now i know i tick for when we get old where we really want to go on vacation because normally people save and save and um, when they retire, then they decide to go to the Caribbean or to the Mediterranean. Now I've seen all these gorgeous places. Now I have a smaller section to tick to say, right, this is where I need to go. The, the only dream place that I want to go that I haven't been is Venice. Okay. So Venice is my uh, golden ticket if I get to go to Venice. I'm just hoping the next contract someone offers me. Yeah, Venice. right? <laughs> well, obviously, uh, your show can play to Italians just as well as it can play to anyone because of the whole language thing. Uh, so a couple questions that I, I always ask uh, on every podcast is, um, and, and you've kind of alluded to this already, if, if I took away the ability to make a living as an entertainer, it's just it wouldn't pay the bills. What job, if any, could you do that wouldn't make you tear your proverbial hair out? I would have to say children's outreach worker. Going Work, back to the old... Working with kids or working with uh, uh, youth offenders. Working, um, rehabilitating, re <laughs> rehabilitating uh, people that have gone through the prison uh, system and trying to get them back on the straight and narrow. That's something that just totally interests me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I really enjoy working with uh, young people. Okay, great. And uh, if I, if I'm like a 15 year old kid and I say, hey, I, I've seen your show, it's amazing. I want to do what you do when I'm, when, when I start, you know, working. What, what advice would you give me? Um, you can pretty much do anything that you want. You just got to be, uh, committed to doing it if you want to do it you can do it um a lot of people go oh, I, I want to be I, I want to be able to do that but i can't but i can't i can't do this no you just got to do it you just got to if you've got the uh, ambition to do it you'll be able to do it now if if someone wants to learn how to do a backflip or a uh, 
a head spin like I was learning when I was a kid. Um, unless you practice, and unless you practice, practice. If you keep, if you keep on going at it, keep on going to the lessons or go into the training space that you've got to practice. You're not going to get it. For example, if you uh, want to win the lottery, you've got to be in it to win it. <laughs> Very <laughs> good much, point. Yeah, you've just got to be. You just got to go for it and. Um, I'm a daydreamer. Wherever I am, if I'm standing at a bus stop or if I'm running on a treadmill in the gym, I'm constantly dreaming about the show, constantly dreaming about what I want to do in the future. What do you know? Sometimes I dream silly, silly things that are impossible, but I'm a dreamer. And then I try to turn that dream into reality. And pretty much my dreams have came true because I'm just adamant. Absolutely. Uh, do you have uh, I know you have a website um, what's the website let's plug uh, that two websites uh, the show's called The Man From Mars so the website is www.themanfrommarsshow.com or uh, to get there also you can type in www.dizzyonline.com Dizzy Online uh, cool and you've uh, you got a Facebook page so you can find Man From Mars on Facebook yep. as well and we'll put all this on my Facebook page, so that people who listen to this can go. Fantastic, yeah. Go and go. Yeah, I want to go to that website. What was it again? Bam! Click on it. Uh, anything else you want to plug? Got some YouTube videos, anything like that? Upcoming dates that you want to tell people about? Um, no, we're, we're going to be getting off now. I'm going to have a month off, and then our agent will be in touch with us. So please just stay in touch. Look at the website page or the Facebook page. Uh, I'm not brilliant on computers, so uh, it's better to look at the website our agent will keep you informed um to the next dates that we'll be doing um but yeah we'll be out there we're gonna uh take over the world <laughs> i love it well i since you're from mars it's that's only fitting that you want to take over the world right that's what martians do exactly that's the, that's the cartoons i watch yeah we just hope that everybody gets to see this show it is uh, a totally unique um show and it it captures whether you're two or you're 92 you're going to fall in love with the show and it's going to captivate you absolutely and it doesn't matter what language you speak either because it is uh, completely universal thank you so much for being on the show it's been a real pleasure um, so let's uh, we'll check out your website and uh, Dizzy thanks so much thank you so much Rich thank you living the dream huge thank you to Phil Randon the comedy podcast network artwork by Tom Burns original music by Diana Lawrence Check us out on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash livingthedreampodcast. Send me an email, livingthedreampodcast at gmail.com. Check out next week's episode. I got stand-up comedian Daryl Joyce. Thanks for listening. My name is Rich Baker, and this is Living the Dream.